Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of the Piskin panel. The boys are back, and boy, oh boy, do we have some news going around the league. But first, before we get into that, I just want to give a shout out to all of our loving fans. You know, we just, again, every episode, we just want to say thank you so much for supporting the podcast, sharing, liking, uh, con- contact with us on all the social medias, giving your praise, as well as being on with us live when we do our live shows here sorry for being just a little bit late i know we usually run this at eight o'clock on the dot but you know we have some technical difficulties you know i'll take blame for myself you know i should have been coming home earlier got stopped by a train but hey you know i'll, I'll take the full blame there uh but yeah for for those of us joining us for the first time here and they're like oh what you know what is the pot like what's the, what's this podcast all about who is the pigskin panel uh so you know this podcast here is you know we're we're a group of four guys best friends here and you know we're football fans to the diehard and you know we usually have these conversations off camera so we're just thinking why don't we bring them on camera right and so we come from all different uh four sectors none of us are a fan of each other's team so it's another cool way that we're able to get that perspective out there so i myself i'm a broncos fan my co-host to the right of me here, Mr. Joe Braga, coming from the sunny state of Florida. He's not really from Florida, but he reps- represents the Miami Dolphins. We have my man in the bottom right-hand corner, Mr. Mike Sharp, a.k.a. Bruce Arians from last episode. If you haven't watched last episode, definitely go check it out if you want to catch on to that. Joke. But he is a representation of America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. And then last but not least, right directly below me, we have my man, Cody McGuire, Flock Gang, Baltimore Ravens. What's going on, fellas? How is everybody doing today? Doing good. Good. Yeah. Doing real well. Good, man. Good. Love it. Love it, boys. And then for myself, I'm your host, AJ Lavender. And I, as you can tell, oh, I'm, I swear I'm going to get this right one day. There we go. There we go. <laughs> it is Terrell Davis, number 30, John Elway, seven. And it is the boys from the mile high, the Denver Broncos, who is my favorite team. Um, but, guys, today we, we have some really, really interesting news uh, that popped off this week. Um, as we do um, a weekly episode, we have a lot to recap from the previous week. Um, and to start it off is we heard some crazy trades that just happened in regards to my man Joe Braga's team. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Philadelphia Eagles had a three-way dance with trades that just popped off just recently. Um, so to kind of give a, a, a quick recap of what happened, if you if you don't know what happened here. So we had the Miami Dolphins at the third pick overall. We had the Philadelphia Eagles at the number six. And then we had the San Francisco 49ers at number 12. San Francisco looks like they might be eyeing someone that is going to be highly regarded. So they end up trading the Miami Dolphins their 12th overall pick, their 2022 first round pick, their 2023 first round pick, and a third round pick to move up to Miami's third. And then literally right after, about two minutes later, the Philadelphia Eagles trade their sixth overall pick to the Dolphins for the Dolphins' 12th and the 2022 first overall pick. So just to get it started here, I want to give my man Joe Braga's reaction to this as being a Dolphins fan. How do you feel about it? I know there's some Dolphins fans that are kind of relieved because it shows that Tua is our guy. We might be looking at a wide receiver from moving this a little bit up. As you know, right now, the prime one, two, three looks like it's going to be the quarterbacks. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, I think it was a great move for the Dolphins. You know, 
always good to load up on first round picks, especially when you're in the middle of a rebuild. Um, give two of some ammo there. Uh, at three, it was too early. We're, we're not in the quarterback market. Obviously, we've shown faith in Tua. So to uh, move down uh, all the way to 12 was – I didn't expect that at all at first. And uh, for them to bounce back up to the number six spot, that makes a lot more sense to me. Uh, it gives them an opportunity to get an offensive tackle, a wide receiver, uh, Chase, Swell, uh, Slater – Anybody who they're thinking at that spot, I'm all about Kyle it. Um, well, maybe Kyle Pitts. You know, we got we got big Mike Kosicki there, so I, I, I'm kind of hoping that we don't go Pitts. Although Pitts is a he's a generational talent by the looks of it from everything that we've seen. Um, I'm still I'm still all aboard on the on the Jamar Chase. I'm all aboard on the Suell. Uh, um, I'm hoping that's what happens. You know, I've been disappointed by the Dolphins in the draft before. Sometimes it panned out my way. Sometimes it didn't pan out my way. E.G., the Dwayne Haskins pick. Um, so we all know I wanted Dwayne Haskins there. But, no, you know, to get all those first-rounders, it's, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, and, and your, and your uh, GM has just been stacking trades. Like, they, they really play chess out there. I was looking at um, their draft capital for the next three years, and it is crazy, you know, like their overhaul. So, you know – Giving up a first round to keep a first rounder um, and only move up, like move back three spots, is is, is crazy, man. Um, and you know, you might say, you know, Big Mike Kosicki there too, but man, what you know? I was looking at it. What if the Dolphins ran a double tight end set? Then you have Will Fuller, you have Devontae Parker, you have Preston Williams, and now with Kyle, I mean, with Kyle Pitts and Mike Kosicki as a double tight ends that can block. Oh baby, that's that's some dangerous right there. Yeah, that's real nice. Like it, it looks real good on 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 paper. Uh, Mike Kosicki is a free agent, not this year, but next year. So there is potential for Pitts. I've been hearing rumbles. I know Sharp was telling me that he's heard some rumbles of of Pitts to Miami a little bit too. Although minor, just a little, just little bits on the Richter scale. Who knows? In a little bit, if uh, an actual earthquake erupts there, and uh, the Dolphins, the Dolphins take the tight end. But uh, I know me, Sharp, especially, are big on on Chase. Um, that would be really nice to see the Dolphins get the wide receiver. Devontae Parker, like I said in episodes before, can't stay healthy. I don't think he's played a full season. Um, Preston Williams, back-to-back years where he's missed tons of games, although very talented. Um, and Will Fuller, uh, going to miss week one with the PED suspension. Right. He's been he's got hamstring issues also in the past. He's looking to prove people wrong on the one year deal. But um yeah, we'll see what happens in, in Dolphin Land. But uh Chase is probably my ideal pick, if not uh Sewell. Yeah. On my uh on my picks that I wrote for what team of, of Miami, the Eagles, and the Niners, the guys that were in, involved in this trade, I actually wrote down that I actually do think Miami will take Pitts because I think he's the best player uh, between him and the three wide receivers. Oh, yeah, well, without never- a doubt. Like, I, I think I think if you look at it just by talent-wise, I have Kyle Pitts as the second most talented player in this in this draft. Like, behind Trevor Lawrence, I have Kyle Kyle Pitts as the second greatest talent in this draft. Like the guy oh, yeah. is remarkable. And the other thing you got to realize too with Pitts wow. is he's not he's not a wide receiver, so he's not having number one corners on him 
where Chase will like Pitts is gonna be unguardable. He was unguardable in in Florida, like in NCAA. So you're gonna have either a linebacker or maybe the nickel corner on him if you don't have a slot receiver in certain sets. So mm-hmm. to have a linebacker cover Kyle Pitts, that ain't no easy feat, man. Like that's gonna be that's gonna be tricky. So I would like Pitts at six because or Sewell. Sewell will be good too. Because I honestly think the Bengals might take Chase. I know Burrow's really, really gunning for the Bengals to take Chase. I know Sewell and Slater would be the easy pick, obviously, because you need to protect Burrow. But, I mean, they they got Reef in the offseason for a year. They still have Jonah Williams there at tackle. So they got tackles for this year. And there's still some really good – or should be some really good options in the second round for tackles that they could go if they want to go that way. But to pass up on Chase, if you have that familiarity with Burrow, it's got to be hard to do that and to convince your fan base that tackles the way they want to go. The reason I like Pitts to Miami is we talk about all the time, like as a Ravens fan, I can speak to this. Andrew line, uh, Andrews lines up in the slot all the time. So yeah. it's not like you can't just put Pitts in the slot and use him really as a wide receiver. We talk about Evan Ingram not even being a tight end. Meanwhile, he just went to the Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl as a tight end, right? So I mean, just because uh, he's that, a tight end, doesn't mean that you can't line him up in the slot. Yeah. Well, yeah, because especially like with tight ends, like if if they're gonna line up in the slot, they're gonna have a nickel corner on them, which is usually a smaller cornerback, right? So that's a matchup nightmare. Dude, yeah. like Kyle Pitts is six foot six, two hundred and forty. That runs a four four. Like, yeah. So I mean, that's yeah. two, you're not gonna find two bigger targets for two at a throw than those two guys. <laughs> no, no, those are those are some good safety blankets. But so, like uh, the whole scheme of things with that trade, I love it as a Cowboys fan because now we control the fate of the NFC East for the first round because they got the Giants and the Eagles behind us now. So, I mean, if, say, Pitts were to slip to 10, we could trade back or we should just or we could just go, hey, screw it. Let's just take them. So our offense is that much better, that much more dynamic, and it's a player that I could see the Giants and the Eagles wanting. So oh. it could just be a big screw you to them, which I would love. Hey, man, <laughs> if, if, if somehow – First, if if we pass up on Kyle Pitts because we're right we're right before you at number nine, I'll be yeah. like ripping a raven. If it's Justin Fields that we give, you know, we we pass aside Kyle Pitts for, then then I'm fine. Uh, we we'll talk about him a little bit later down the show. But man, if you guys if he slipped and landed in cowboy cowboy land, like you talking about a dynamic offense? Good grief! Like oh, yeah. Amari Cooper, Gallup, C.D. Lamb. And then you'd have Kyle Pitts with Zeke coming. Man, that that just yeah. be ridiculous. That honestly Dax, be disgusting. Zeke Pollard, like yeah, you yeah. you would have no excuse to put up points. And if you do, you just have to you know you just have to sell the whole team at that point. Yeah, well, that, that's the like the main interesting thing about this uh, like San Fran going to three. Like obviously it's for a quarterback, right? If they go Jones or Lance, the Broncos are on the phone for for number four. Like, yeah, they, we're, we're they're, going. They're the going they're going up for fields for sure. Yeah. There's no yeah. way they're going to stay in line. Too. 
but Falcons would never trade to the Panthers because they, you don't want to trade divisionally, right? I think the only one they would trade to is the Broncos because they're not going too far back, and the Falcons have yeah. they have more needs and and that. Matt Ryan contract, you can't get out of that too easy. So I don't – as much as they would like to probably take Fields or another quarterback, I don't see them doing it. I, I think they would rather take draft capital, move back at nine, take like a Micah Parsons or something like that, or a Sertan. Like they need corner help too. And safety so, help. They just lost two of them. So Yeah. So I I see them doing that maybe instead of – drafting at four like i'd honestly at this point be surprised if the falcons draft at four i see them moving back and like i said i, w- I would be happier than a pig like i'm all in the drew lock like I, you guys know i loved you i love his potential you know like i said uh, he got, he he got justin his- fields he's not no no that's what he's not justin fields like justin fields is incredibly special but you know before before we get on to the justin fields talk you know one of the main movers like the big the big thing that you know controlled this whole thing right was San Fran moving up to three now yeah. with them moving up to three what do you guys think they have in mind do do you think they have one person in mind that they're really like all right we know Trevor Lawrence is going to be number one Urban Meyer came out and said you know surprise surprise breaking news NFL you know we're going after T-Law which is you know I think anybody could have said that going back a year ago and started the season and then with Zach Wilson is pro day. The Jets, I think, I think they just, I think they handed in their card that night. So, who do you guys think San Fran really has as their lock at number three? Because like you'd have to move up, saying either we have some really good intel that our guy is going to be up there, or we have basically the same grade for Zach Wilson or a Trey Lance, Mac Jones, whoever it may be. Especially considering what's really what really kind of intrigued me today was you know watching the pro day. And the pro days today, we had we had two pro days, right? We had Alabama's pro day and Ohio State's going at the same time. So you can only be at one place at a time, right? So and today we had um, Mac Jones' second pro day, so a second throwing, and then we had Justin Fields' first pro day. And Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch decided to go to Mac Jones' second throwing day instead of Justin Fields' first. So. Could it be the surprise of the draft that San Fran is really looking at Mac Jones at three? I don't think so. For me, for me personally, I think that's a that's a smokescreen. For just from what I've seen from from both quarterbacks, yeah. I gotta go. I gotta go. Fields ran a four four, um, second fastest uh, forty since RG three, I believe, is what I read. Um, yeah. And Mac yeah, and this uh, Lamar Lamar didn't Lamar didn't do a forty on his right. No, right. I think he would have been like. I think Cody posted something about that. It was like a. It was like a four three six or something yeah. like that. Four three four with turf toe. Yeah, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, he can definitely run faster than a four three. I think from what we've seen, <laughs> yeah, four three four anyway. But Mac Jones, um, in his first pro day, he was under throwing people on the on the deep throws. Uh, I seen one today of the exact same thing. I, I'm just, I just, I can't see you moving up for the guy. Uh, for me personally, I'm, I'm going with Fields. He from just what from what I seen today alone, uh, let alone some of his tape. Uh, yeah, I think he's a special talent, and I think he has a, a bright future in this league. I just like, 
I just don't get it. Like to mortgage your future for Mac Jones just does not make any sense for me. Like that, because no. like I think it was Daniel Jeremiah that said like he's he's hearing Mac Jones at three. Like I, it has to be San Fran smoke screening because that makes absolutely no sense. You don't mm-hmm. like because you could probably honestly get him at twelve or move up to like Dallas at ten to get him if you really wanted him. You wouldn't do that twelve to three to go get Mac Jones. That doesn't. That, there's no way. I don't know. We said no way. Chicago Chicago fans right now are pitchforking right now because we would have thought no way. <laughs> AJ, you and yeah, me watch. Like- you and me watched Wilson's pro day today. I didn't see all of Mac Jones's today, but one throw that I did see that stuck out was he made a throw, a deep throw right down the middle, and it was the exact same throw that Garoppolo made in that Super Bowl and missed Emmanuel Sanders deep. That could have won the Super Bowl. And I just, I saw the look on, I, I don't know if it was immediately after, but Shanahan's face when he saw that throw. It was the exact, it, almost the exact same route, exact same place where the ball was uh, thrown. So that I thought that was kind of interesting too. I, I don't think there's any scenario where he would ever take Mac Jones at three. Yeah, the, th- the thing no. is, I, I, like, man, it's, it's so tough now because, like, there's been a lot of hype about this Trey Lance kid, too. And, like, he's raw, but, man, the kid has Not potential, at three. too. Not at three. That's way too I like, high. I like yeah. Trey Lance if he can sit for two years. Yeah, I could, like, that's I could, the thing. He has to sit. Yeah. I could potentially see uh, – I know that fr- – different from what sharp was saying saying that the atlanta falcons could move down but i could see them taking uh mac jones potentially yeah yeah i just i don't think they're going quarterback i I don't i i think they'd rather stockpile picks what do you guys think the team that gets lost in all this that nobody's talking about is the panthers they've they're clearly not committing to teddy bridgewater what do you guys think they're gonna do i think they're hoping for someone to slip Uh, i just take pocket that could be a spot for Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is pretty much a lock to the Falcons or the Panthers at this point. Here we yeah. go. And this is my hot take for the most underrated quarterback. And I love this kid. It's Kellen Mond to the Panthers. Let's go. Uh-huh. The first round? <laughs> I almost spit my water out there. Not, not in the first round. <laughs> he made some. Did he have, no, he nah, have I, I, I love that kid for like, you know, day like day. Day, day two, late day two, late. early day yeah. three. Yeah. yeah. But he's 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 my hot take prospect. I love that kid. Yeah. See, like I really like Lance. Like he's he's like a Dak in the making, I think. Yeah. But the problem is he averaged 18 passes per game in college. Like that is not enough throwing and not enough development in college to take at third overall or take like he's pre- he's gonna go in the top ten probably, but I think it's still gonna be a reach. Because he's going to have to sit and you're going to have to hope that he develops the way you want him to develop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was reading something like he only has thrown like 300 passes in college or something like that. And yeah, I'm not even, I don't think. Yeah, it was less, I think, than that. Man, yeah, but you, like know, you know what's, you know what's oh. crazy about – like, you know what's, what's crazy about us talking about this is that we're talking about kids that are raw like Trey Lance, you know, going – might be going within the top ten. And Deshaun Watson went 12th. Like, <laughs> is that not yeah. just crazy to even think about? <laughs> uh, that's coming off, coming off a national championship, too. Yeah. Just that absolutely ridiculous. They're just at a premium every year. Like, every year we go into the draft and we're like, oh, there will be two guys in the top 10. And then every year 
recently a ton of quarterbacks end up going because you need a good quarterback. If you don't have one, your team's yeah, you're not going to win. You, that's why I think you see more flops than not because teams keep reaching for quarterbacks because they feel like they need yeah. a quarterback. But it's like exactly. just take the best player that's there. You don't need to reach for a quarterback if it that that's like not all of them work out and especially in the top 10 like there's not very many that are uh more bust than not right yeah exactly well like like we were saying before man uh we had this prospect man and he's looking like he's gonna be the next top prolific quarterback man justin fields is built the right way thick body fast yeah accurate power like I was watching his pro day today, man, and it was arguably one of the most impressive pro days I think I've I've seen. Like he missed only one one deep ball. Like, he threw about eight to ten deep balls and only missed one, and that was the last one when it was literally a play action bootleg. The wide receiver was coming from across from the left side to the right, and he was leading yeah. the wide receiver to the touchdown. And that was like a touchdown from like a fifty yard bomb going into the back the back right like back right corner for like a Hail Mary perfect type of play in the basket. And that was the only one that he missed. Other than that, play action, 40, 45 yard bomb, 50 yard bomb. I think he even maybe reached a, like a 52 yard bomb in the bread basket, man. Accurate, led the wide receiver, like those throws that a cornerback would have to be elite Jalen Ram- Jalen Ramsey to even contest and to break it up, man. Like this kid is going to be freaking special in the league. Like I was watching it and I was like, yeah, this, you know, Justin Fields to me is QB one B. And in my opinion, like, you know, I was, yeah. I was high on Zach Wilson, man. But after watching, you know, watching him first run a four, four, which is ridiculous for a quarterback, you know, that's Lamar going to Lamar type of speed and to have now the passing ability. It, it's, it's ridiculous, man. It's, it's absolutely insane. I know Sharpie, man, you're an OSU fan. So you've seen them all year. Like, I know yeah. you've been raving about them from like day one from the season started. And then like, how does this solidify even more for you? Well, like, first of all, I see a lot of like talk out there on Twitter of them comparing him to Haskins. That needs to stop immediately. He's not anywhere near Haskins. He doesn't play the same style as Haskins. He's a lot better than Haskins was. So let's stop that there. Because there's no, there's no conversation to be had. It's not even close. Fields is much better. Anyways, yeah, like this whole time, I thought I thought Fields was the second best quarterback. I still think he's the best second best quarterback. The Wilson hype, I think he's getting way overhyped. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. I think he's getting way overhyped. Like when he threw that uh, off balance throw in his pro day, and everyone went nuts. Fields did the exact same thing today. Yeah. And like, but oh no, Wilson's the only one who can throw that. Like, get out of here with that. Fields played way better competition all year, destroyed Clemson's defense, destroyed Penn State's defense. Like, this this kid is something different, man. Like, it I don't think you would take him over Lawrence, but I think it's a longer conversation than you'd think. But yeah, like to me, he's the. I, if I was a Jets, I'd take Fields over Wilson. Yeah, but yeah. I understand yeah. why they want to take Wilson because of the hype, and they want to rebrand their, you know, their team and stuff like that. But if Fields goes to San Fran, that's an absolute home run for San Fran. That's a perfect oh. fit for me. 
Oh, man. Brandon Ayuk, Devo Samuel, George Kittle, Raheem Mostert. Oh, and my. Those are, and, and look at the guys you just named. Mostert's one of the fastest, if not the fastest, running back in the NFL. Kittle is yeah. arguably the fastest tight end in the NFL. Ayuk and Debo are both two of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL. And then <laughs> with the Kyle Shanahan offense. <laughs> yeah. And then Fields running a four four. Well, the, the other game. thing I saw today that was a very telling stat was out of the top five quarterbacks that they're talking about, uh, the RPO and screen passes, he threw 8% of those this year. Trevor Lawrence threw 27% of those this year. So that just goes to show you they don't do many screen passes. They don't do many you know, RPO quick passes. So a lot of his passing accuracy, I think it was 70% this year, a lot of that is – Deep throws, throws in the middle, sideline passes. So this guy's deadly accurate, man. Mm-hmm. He reminds me be- of two accuracy, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can't be any worse than the than the year of uh, Jake Locker, Christian Ponder, and Blaine Gabbard. Oh. So. Oh. <laughs> goodness! <laughs> hey, Blaine just won a Super Bowl, baby. This- oh my God! Get out of here! <laughs> Oh, come on. It's the greatest gig right in football. Yeah. <laughs> just him just doing this with Brady. Uh, here's a tablet. Here's what you did. Uh, you, you threw a touchdown. And, I think yeah, you, good job, you fumbled here. I yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Everybody's just, but, uh, like, shut. Everybody's just like, shut up, Blaine. Yeah. <laughs> He's just sitting down in this corner. Just imagine that, though. Hey, you're 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 a backup quarterback to Tom Brady. You just know that you're just, you're not doing anything. Like <laughs> sitting on the bench. Well, these are great season tickets. Like, <laughs> hey, I'll do it. Yeah, hey, I'll do it. Get paid. Watch, you know, <laughs> win a Super Bowl and watch football for free. Damn it. <laughs> uh, but you know, going going forward here, boys, we had some uh, breaking news that went around the league, and it's gonna, um, you know, it's the name of the title here for this podcast, and. Uh, it's going to change NFL forever. Um, it's one of the biggest changes um, since I believe it was 1976 when uh, the NFL first uh, added more games to the schedule. And then uh, NFL just announced that they're going to be going to a 17 game schedule from the 16. Uh, and it's been very controversial. Um, we've seen NFL players uh, rip and rave about it. I know Alvin Kamara has been very public spoken about it, how, you know, he is not in favor of it. How NFL players right now, they risk so much already playing 16 games. Um, and I agree with them. You know, I, it's such a tough, you know, tough to tell. Cause like, you know, football is arguably one of the most toughest sports um, to play with. Probably one of the most injured injury prone sports. Like for instance, if you're a running back, your, your main objective every game is to get tackled. Like, you know, that that's not fun at all. It's, it's the most um, unnatural sport for your body. Yeah, other than probably like boxing or some shit like that, right? But uh, it's really, yeah. yeah, you know, getting punched in the face. You don't really want to do that all the time. But uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like you know, seventeen games. You know, as fans, okay, yeah, it's cool, it's awesome. We get one more game. Um, you know, of course, we're all football fans. We love to see it. But you know, coming from perspective of, of a player and stuff like that, kind of sucks. Owners, on the other hand, they're loving it because they're going to get paid. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I just want to get your guys thoughts on it. I don't know. Do you guys like the situation? Do you not like it? Um, do you think we should have stayed 16? Do you think we should have went backwards? Uh, you know, what are your guys thoughts about it? I think it's a pretty bad idea. I think a lot of people are going to get hurt. I think that 
I don't know if you saw this, but they are taking out one of the preseasons. So now there's only three preseason games. So you get you can't even evaluate your own players as as well as you used to be able to do. You can wipe out all the records uh, from the 16 game season because they get an extra game. Like they're all yeah. meaningless now. Um, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, so should should we actually right now right now uh, should we put on some FanDuel stuff like record going to be set, QB quarterback yeah. passer rating is going to be set. Oh. Mm. That's true. <laughs> the yeah. biggest odds on that. <laughs> Just like even you look at the receiving yards record, Calvin Johnson, I think it's like nineteen hundred and sixty. One more game, he's breaking it and getting two thousand, right? So now, if somebody gets two thousand, it's just completely different situation, right? Derrick Henry just broke two K in sixteen games. Like the records are kind of meaningless now, which isn't really fun. Yeah, I mean, you could say that after the fourteen went to sixteen too, though. All those guys would be like, "Oh, well, my records are my records, and now it's a different record because it's sixteen games mm-hmm. instead of 14. But yeah, like out of like. The aspect of if other than like money for the NFL, like I don't like what's the point? Have they said anything of like why they're doing this other than no just idea. it generates money? Like, yeah, like, like, no, like, like our man Braden, like our man Braden said, you know, big shout out to Braden in the comment section. He yeah. said it's all about the money, boys. Extend the extra game after, which is true. They just signed that that new uh, huge TV deal. Um, and now they're extending the extra game. I think it's easy to yeah. see why they did this. And you know, you, you, and that's Could the thing. That's the only the reason. And like that's why the players are mad because there's no benefit for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because literally they're playing the extra game now. Now if you really now if you really look at their contracts, like game yeah. per game, uh, now they're getting paid less. Yeah. Now or now probably would would we be seeing something like in the NBA or we might be seeing some load management players taking off games now and saying, hey. Well, that's the thing. Like, do you do that hurt? at week 16 still or, or week 15 still? Or do you do it in week 16 now? Yeah, like or analytics too would be kind of different now, right? Yeah. 100%. Now, like everything shifts. Hmm. I don't know. Joel, what do you think about it, man? I think it's – I think it's – it is what it is, right? Like it's happened yeah. before where they've changed things and it's going to happen eventually again sometime down the line. It says here that the player's share of league revenue, which has been 47%, was scheduled to rise to 48% starting with the 2021 uh, league year. Includes a media kicker that applies once the league goes to a 17-game regular season schedule. So the players are going to get more money. It's just how it's going to get divided and how much people are, how much the players are going to get. Um, league reported $15 billion in revenue. So we'll see what happens um, with all that. But I'm... You know, <laughs> it's going to 17 games. You know, it, it it is what it is. I feel bad for the for the players, especially uh, running backs, especially defenses that are on the field a lot, offenses that are on the field a lot. Guys are going to get hurt. Yes, you know, it's only one extra game, but um, I don't know. It, it it's it's hard to say right now. We kind of got to see how it goes this year, and then we can we can judge how next year will be after that that's true mm-hmm. man that's facts yeah might as well just do a test and play right and then uh as i see before we have my man donnie monas coming in he says that tv money is going to make dak's contract look tiny and yeah hey yes, i know sir. Sharks might be liking that yes, <laughs> i know i know patrick mahomes after just doing that uh giving away sure. some of the money he's probably gonna be knocking back saying hey i want my half a billion back <laughs> <laughs> i want to restructure but i want to go up 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then speaking of teams, too, around the league, uh, Cody, going down to the flock game. You guys got your wide receiver finally signed up. Sammy Watkins is now we a flock got, game. We Not got Merrill. a wide receiver. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Scraping that well, barrel. There he is. Well, for the ones that uh, the are – the, the viewers that are uh, listening to this on Spotify yeah. and Apple Podcasts, you know, Braggles is giving the big old thumbs down. Not a fan of it. Uh, but, Cody, man, like, what do you think about it? You know, you've been, you've been hoping for a free agent wide receiver. Um, you know, he, he was the big name. He was, you know, at, you know, with the Bills, a monster wide receiver. We seen him live when we went to the Dolphins game in the Bills. Uh, when he went to KC, you know, being that supplementary wide receiver that was dynamic before McCole Hartman and them got involved. Um, so he has the production, he has the skill, he has the proven talent to be that possession wide receiver where one of the biggest struggles for you guys was, you know, that third and five, that third and four, where you need maybe that wide receiver just to catch it, just give you those yards to move the chains. You know, he can be that guy if he stays healthy. Um, and hopefully, you know, taking off less of a lead, having Hollywood as that more of that burner where he can just be more of that reliable wide receiver. What do you think about that, Cody? Um, I don't know, like it's it's a weird situation because he wasn't our first option, he wasn't our second option, and he probably wasn't even our third option. But at the same time, I don't really think anyone's too upset about it, which is very rare, actually. Like usually if I'm a team and I don't get my first, second, or third option, I'm pissed. But we can't. We're not in the situation that we can be mad about Sammy, uh, signing Sammy Watkins because uh, he's a proven wide receiver when he plays, which isn't all that often but when he does play he is good and in that super bowl run he had i have it here 14 of 18 targets for 288 and a touchdown in three games um i mean and his his best season ever actually came under greg roman in 2015 who is our offensive coordinator so it's not like these guys have never worked together so i do like that um and I, I like the fact that we're not paying him a whole lot of money either. It's $5 million with a $1 million incentive, right? So if he works out, great. And if he doesn't, then there's not really a whole lot to say about it, right? Uh, the one thing I will say about it is, can any of you believe that he's 27 years old? Because I thought... Really? Sammy, yeah. I thought Sammy Watkins was like 31. And I looked up and he's 27. He's got a body of a 36 year which blew me away. I, I would never have guessed he was only 27 years old. So um, maybe he can catch on with the team like he did with uh, Roman and Buffalo and stay with us, maybe get him for cheap for a couple of years. I don't know. Um, I like him as a complimentary piece, though, and he's a lot better than what, what we had. He's a lot better than Willie Sneed. Nobody's going to sit here and say that Willie Sneed's better than Sammy Watkins because he's not. Nobody's gonna say that. He's Miles been your Boykin best receiver is, the last two years, though. I don't yeah, no disrespect yards. to Willie, but I mean, he he's not better than Sammy Watkins. He's just not. Neither is Miles Boykin, well, who's maybe gonna convert to a tight end. And neither. And then look at Prochet and Duvernay. I mean, these guys are kick returner, special teams guys right now, punt returners. I mean, they could be good. But we have no idea. At least Sammy Watkins, when he plays, is proven. That's what I do like about it, and I'm pretty content with signing him. I'm not excited about it, but I'm definitely not pissed about it either. 
definitely fills yeah. that hole. Your best, right? your best ability is availability, and that is Sammy Watkins' downfall. He'll solid for four weeks for you guys. I'll give you that. <laughs> so after week, after week four, you're gonna have to not see him till week twelve. But yeah, if I'll say this, all joking aside, if he stays healthy for the whole year, he will be a help. He will definitely help the Ravens. But I can guarantee you he will not stay healthy for the whole year. There's so many games last year. I was like, what happened to Sammy Watkins? Like, I didn't see injury report. Oh, there he is, sideline hurt. Good. Like, at every game, it seemed like, where's Sammy Watkins? Oh, he's not playing today. He had a hamstring tightness. What is wrong with this guy? It's hard to – that's the thing with Sammy Watkins, too. All of his injuries are soft tissue stuff. So there's not even really a way. There's not even really a way to, you know, if you pull your hamstring, you pull your hamstring, right? There's nothing you can do about it. So just have to hope for the best and hope that he can be a complimentary piece. And I hope that we get Rashad Bateman. That is what I'm praying that we do. If he is available, he will be available. I want to draft him. And I want to have Hollywood that's, stretching it. That's what the Ravens. It. That's what the Ravens have to do. They have to draft yeah. receivers because that's all they can do. One hundred percent. Yeah, Sammy, Walk- Sammy Watkins' hamstrings are made of elastic bands, man. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just not. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not. It's, really it's nice. It's a nice guy to add. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. Yeah, uh, it's a nice guy to add to your team. Obviously, for what he can bring you, he's got speed for days. Um, he does have some drop issues, too, which we've seen in Buffalo and in Kansas City a little bit. But he is a good player. There is no question about it. I think I, I heard today that um, uh, the, the Bills traded up in the draft for Sammy Watkins when Mike Evans was on the board still, yeah. and they could have held on to their first wow. round. Wow. Which is absolutely really? which is absolutely crazy. It blew my mind when I heard that. He went fourth overall. I think, I think Sammy went fourth. Yeah, he went pretty high. Yeah, Sammy they, Watkins. They could have just, just. They could have just kept Mike Evans, uh, drafted Mike Evans, and kept their uh, their pick. Instead, I mean, they chose Sammy. In hindsight. Watkins. In hindsight, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins was nasty in college, no question. And that one, that one year, I think his rookie year in Buffalo, he was nasty too, if, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he so. uh, he has the most touchdowns by a Clemson wide receiver, him and DeAndre Hopkins, and yeah. T. Higgins actually. It's a three-way tie. Um, was it, but yeah, was, it, was Evans uh, Manziel's like main target? Yes, yeah. was that, yeah. that was his quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Johnny Football, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. we 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 really see who was the actual star in that offense. <laughs> was yeah. it Manziel making him look good? Or- was it Evans <laughs> making Manziel look good? And well, we all know that answer now. Um, but you know, going going back to you know quarterbacks and stuff, and now and then going back to what we were talking about with the whole um, draft prospects and everything like that. Like Cody, we said that we watched Zach Wilson's pro day, and it looks like he's going to be a lock at two. Now, the big rumors and kind of the questions or anything like now is that the Jets have a quarterback that they selected in the first round, um, and Sam Darnold. Now, if they go Zach Wilson, most likely they probably want to put him to the fire, and there's a lot of rumors that you know they're going to be getting rid of Sam Darnold. To you guys, football expertise and outlook, where do you guys see Sam Darnold fitting 
as a trade prospect where he'd he'd succeed the best because he has the talent. Like he has the talent to succeed. I just think is this the Jets franchise, Adam Gase's offense was just less this space. It was just horrid. Like it 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 was awful. Like for instance, like we look at this, the the whole franchise is in shambles too. You can almost call them the Texans. They had one objective this season to do. It was not to win. And they was doing perfectly fine. And then they won. And look where they are now. <laughs> one thing, one thing quick uh, I wanted to say. I can't believe this. Can you guys can you guys believe that the Texans have one pick in the top 100 this year? One. One yes. pick. Can I believe it? Yes, because of yeah, Bill Lee. <laughs> like, yes, I absolutely can. Because that is, that we, is nuts, though. We traded Tunzel to the Texans and turned that into four first-round picks. How you doing? That's one and two this year, right? One and two this year? Yeah. 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 Yeah, pick 67. That's it. In the top, like, I mean, Laramie Tunsil is nice, but God, Lee. Yeah. Oh no, he ain't him. that nice. He ain't that nice, man. The guy, we we turned a weed smoking tackle into four first round picks. That is absolutely <laughs> playing chess. I saw yeah, his right, post yeah. uh, about the statue. That was jokes. I said we have, I was we have just, some more fan comment sections. Yeah. We have uh, Braden coming in. He's <laughs> saying Chicago for Sam Darnold, cheaper trade option for the Bears over Watson and Wilson. A hundred percent. And there's been, there's, there's the same thing there. There's been kind of speculation out there that they're not even looking for a first round pick for Darnold. So if you can get a second, third, if you can somehow press a a fourth, like a third and a fourth for Darnold, you're winning hands down. Like, I feel right now we all right because right now right now all we see right now with Wilson and Watson is this you're gonna have to chop off your left arm maybe you know (laughs) maybe a couple pinky toes or something to to get them because it's absolutely ridiculous um so something like that you know to take a shot at them you know if you're giving up a third you know a late day two early day three for a former top ten quarterback let's say top five quarterback um. That that's a that's a knockout home run. But Joel, you you're gonna agree with Braden there? I was 100 percent gonna agree with Braden. I've been ta- I've talked to him about it already. Um, I think that's a no brainer move for the Bears. They should definitely make that uh, make that trade. Andy Dalton is just a free agent ad. It's not anything that you're investing in. Sam Darnold's got to be what 23 years old, 24 maybe. Like the guy's got lots of time because yeah. lots, yeah. lots of quarterbacks, lots of quarterbacks take their time in this league to get to where they should be. And I've seen Sam Darnold make some throws where I'm just like, wow, that, that's nice. He's a nice quarterback. Uh, another team that you could put in there is maybe the, uh, the Washington uh, football team to make yeah. a sneaky trade. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm sure is only a one year thing. If not, he's a backup year two. If they uh, if if he signs another deal there, uh, I think Sam Darnold would be perfect in that offense. Also with the weapons, with the old line, that's the opportunity. The Bears or the Redskins or the Washington Football Team give him the best opportunity to be successful right now. Anyway, man, man, if I'm Darnold, I'm pissed right now because this is the year. This free agency, they finally went out and got some weapons. And this is the year they want to trade him. It's like, yeah. If I was him, I'm like, 
where the hell was this year one and two and three for me? Why the <laughs> hell are you? Why are you going out and getting all these guys now, and then you want to move on from me? Like, it does, that doesn't make any sense. The whole point of drafting Darnold third overall was to build around them, and mm-hmm. then they never did. And then they go out in this offseason and get guys, and then I want to get rid of them. Like, what What are you doing? That's typical Jets organization. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, if Wilson goes there, like, now are you going to do the same thing with him? You're going to start adding, you know, tackles, linemen, maybe a receiver in the first round in the future drafts, or are you just going to screw with him now, too? Like, the, the Jets I mean, need to figure I, it out. I mean, the, yeah, the, Jet, the Jets also did win a football game last year so uh, that Trevor game. Lawrence yeah, did yeah. not opt back in. Like, yeah, <laughs> nobody yeah. wants big, to go to the big Jets. Big shout I'm out to you. the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, honestly, we should be giving a shout out to the Jets because that way we're actually able to see Trevor Lawrence in the NFL because I honestly Absolutely. think that Trevor Lawrence would have went back to Clemson if the oh, Jets yeah. had the number one pick. We have my yeah. man Donovan Monez in the comment section coming in. He says the Saints could be a good situation for Darnold if they're unsure about Winston. Um, yeah, I know Cody right now is fuming at the ears right now. You know, his Winston Winston <laughs> fumes are just going off right now. Uh- <laughs> no. I actually, to be honest with you, I want to see Darnold go to the Broncos. If the Broncos don't get fields or they don't get somebody in this draft, why not? throw a second round pick at the Jets and say, hey, here, give us Darnold. You got him to to sit there. If he's going to succeed with Salah, a defensive guy in New York Jets, why can't he succeed with Fangio, a defensive guy on Denver, right? There's way more weapons to succeed there too. He's got a defense behind him. I, I think it's an option that the Broncos should explore with Sam Darnold. The thing is with, uh, with the Jets, if they draft – Wilson and Darnold still on the roster, they're not getting a second round pick because every single team knows they want to trade him. So if he's still there before the draft, they're not getting a second. They'll get a third at most. Yeah, yeah. I'll toss the Broncos if they toss him Darnold a third. I'm fucking at at that value. (laughs) Yeah, like a lot of teams should call the Jets and get Darnold because that's great value for him. Braden just said that he actually saw something on today that the Jets said a third round pick would be the price for him. And yeah, so that's perfect. Why not? To be honest, we all saw Wilson. Yeah, he looks like a clean prospect and he looks like he could be good, but the kid looks 15, 16 years old. Why wouldn't you have Sam Darnold be your starting quarterback this year and let Wilson sit for a minute? Like why yeah. would you throw Will why would you throw him right into that that hot dumpster fire? Right off well, the, the other thing too, like what makes you think a, a BYU point. quarterback going into the NFL is going to succeed, succeed right away? He Bingo. hasn't faced any big defenses yet. So you think he's going to go straight yeah. to the NFL and succeed? Yeah, he's yeah. got talent, but hes I don't think he's ready yet to go straight into the fire, especially for the Jets. But here, I'm, here, here, I'll, 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 counter that, I'll counter that too with you, Sharp. He's coming from BYU. Who does BYU really have too? Yeah, but who, who's he throwing against? I mean, right, I think so. I could be wide receiver and get open. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tight end. <laughs> I could throw a couple blocks here and there. <laughs> yeah, sharp, sharp playing tight end, running down the field with a bush light in hand for BYU. <laughs> I'm open. No, you are not. <laughs> you are on the other hand. <laughs> you ran out of bounds for some reason. You are He's on the soccer field with two bush light cans, just like just like that. 
A one week contract. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a 10 day in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike Sharp gets his Marshawn gets his NFL debut with all the boys on the sideline. Sharpy, Sharpy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would be absolutely rowdy. But yeah. Um, and then for me, uh <laughs> I get, I'm just picturing Sharp right now. <laughs> Blue 42. <laughs> uh, the worst part about this is I legit did play a tight end in high school and I'm getting roasted right now. <laughs> Didn't play very much. Did not play much, but I played. <laughs> Out there, though. Um, and then for for me, um, where I I think he'd succeed at, and it, it's, you know, as hateful as going to be, would be the Patriots, man. Like, I honestly think, you know, a one-year with Cam Newton, they give Darnold a shot, man. I think he'd succeed. Again, you know, Belichick being the quote-unquote quarterback systematic type of play system. I think you just fit Darnold in there, just let his talent do what he does or whatever. You don't, you know, you're not expected, you're not expected to do much. You have the talent. If you use the talent, that's good. Um and then you just succeed with Belichick. I think that's where he'd probably thrive for me. Um like I said, it'd be awesome. I for me I was super high of him coming out of USC. I wanted the Broncos to get him. Um of course, but it was it was it, we had different options at that time. Um uh, Trevor Simeon. Whoop, whoop. Uh but uh <laughs> Um, but yeah, oh like, God. yeah, <laughs> not bad. A great backup quarterback, a great backup quarterback. And, uh, yeah, she's uh, not yeah. bad. That's pushing it still. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I, I honestly would love him at the Broncos, um, as that quarterback challenge, uh, for Drew. Um, it'll be one of those things too, where, you know, if Drew beats him out, Drew beat him out. If he doesn't, he exactly. doesn't. You know what Happy I mean? Competition. So. For a third round pick, too, something that's you know we're going to be looking at maybe a running back at three, um, maybe like a Michael Carter. So to be able to get a, a prospect quarterback for that for that type of pick, uh, I would be happy with it for sure. Mm-hmm. Love it, Sam Love Darnold. It. Sam Darnold, he's fine. He's got a good arm, and he's actually a lot more mobile than people give him credit for. Also, yeah. he's had zero help his entire time there. Like he he's gonna be fine yeah, if he goes somewhere one. else. Number one wide receiver he's had is Jameson Crowder that whole time. Like he's yeah. he's a good player, but I mean, like come on, he's he's not a number one in anyone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's un. If it is true that all they want is a third for Darnold, it's it's really unbelievable that the Bears haven't already called and said, "Yeah, you sure you don't want a fourth too?" Like here, yeah. just throwing it out. Yeah, this year, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's such a great fit, but they just they've already backed themselves in a corner. They got Foles and Dalton. They can't really just cut one of them because the dead money is going to be ridiculous. Bring it, bring it in Foles was, their, was their worst mistake, man. Yeah, like, I mean they can well, they can probably cut Foles, but I there's a lot of money left. I think. Oh, well, if anything, if sure. you're going to trade Darnold, maybe Foles, maybe Foles could go the other way along with a with a draft pick. The Jets have cap mm, space. It's going to be it's going to have to be a high draft pick going the other way for them to take Foles. A third plus Foles is better than a third. Is, yeah, and he's probably only I, got one year left. You'd have to you'd have to make it a second plus Foles because if they're gonna take on Foles' contract, you're gonna have to give him better draft capital. Yeah, maybe. Which that's why it's scary to do that. Like, like Foles, they're screwed with Foles. I think. Yeah, that that's was a good so point, dumb. though, Sharp. I forgot that Foles is even there. To be honest, uh-huh. that's 
Yeah. That's why like signing Dalton didn't really make any sense. Now they got two guys that are average quarterbacks battling mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So now going into the later rounds of our episode today, we have our game show, which is going to be called <laughs> Guess That. And last week we had Guess That quarterback, and then the man in the bottom right-hand corner came back to win the challenge. So my man Cody McGuire won the quarterback after Mike Sharp had a dominating lead over the competition. So this Made is how he looked like an idiot. After yep. getting absolutely roasted, he comes back and wins it. Loved it. <laughs> um, and this time is going to be guess that wide receiver. And the way we're going to do it this time, you know, last time what we did was we just had the first person to shout out their the name got the point. This time we're going to make it more interactive. That way everybody gets a shot. So what we're going to do is we're going to, I'm going to name off the question. You guys are going to have 30 seconds. So I'm going to play the 30-second clipped round, and then when we come back, you have to hold up what you have, and then if the answer is right, you guys get a point. And we're going to be keeping the points. Whoever has the most points at the end wins, as well as everybody listening and watching it live or listen on Spotify. Bring yourself in, too. Put it in the comment section of who you think is the wide receiver that I'm speaking of, and let's see. Maybe you'll beat out the panel. Let, let's, let's see. If you can beat out the panel, we might bring you on. It might replace one of these guys. So who knows? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Pressure's on. Pressure's on. All right, guys. So you guys are ready. You have your pen and paper. People watching live, you have your pen and paper. Or your, uh, I guess you don't. Well, you can't even see why I'm an idiot. So you ready to type in your answer, I should say? <laughs> All right, guys. So guess that wide receiver. And we're, you know, this one. This one's easy. So I'll, if you guys get it wrong, I think you just got to have to get kicked off the panel. All right. So the first guess that wide receiver. This Hall of Fame wide receiver is regarded as the greatest wide receiver of all time. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion, six-time receiving yard champion, and owns the record for most receiving yards of all time. Who is that wide receiver? We're back, and guys, your answers. Oh. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice is correct. So I'm I'm glad you boys got that right. Good God, I'll say if you guys no, got that wrong. Oh man, you guys are gonna have to get gassed. <laughs> I was I was gonna write I was gonna write Brian Hartline, <laughs> Miami legend. <laughs> it's an absolute dud. Just, just get out. Just get out. Rashad Perriman. Oh no. All Sammy right. Hopefully, and then hopefully oh. you guys in the comments say, "Oh, geez, the shots already." Come on, Joel. Joel, let gonna, Joel let it be one episode. <laughs> can't let him play one game. All right, so we got ones across the board. Jerry Rice was the correct answer. Jerry Rice is a Hall of Fame that's regarded as the greatest wide receiver of all time. Second question, round two. So this wide receiver had an insane year, eclipsing 1,698 yards, and wasn't the wide receiver leader for receiving yards. Who is 
that wide receiver. Wait, let me come back, boys. I messed up. I saw the wrong gear. Still the Dude, same question. Same same, same question still. However, this wide receiver had 1,834 yards and still wasn't the receiving leader for that year. Who is that wide receiver? Again, 1,834 yards and wasn't the receiving leader. Let's see if you guys got it. And answers up on the board. I honestly don't know. Mr. Joel Braga got it right. Antonio Brown. And we I also have Brady. I thought, it right Julio. I thought it was Julio. Was that, uh, was that Megatron's year then? That was Julio's year. Julio had 34 oh. more yards than Antonio Brown. And Julio was the receiving yard leader. Imagine that it. having... 1,834 yards and wasn't the receiving crown. I thought it might have been the year that Calvin Johnson broke the record. So, yeah. I was just going to go with my boy. Hey, T.O. isn't a bad pick either. No, it wasn't a bad pick at all. Wasn't a bad pick. All right. So, going into the third round, we have Joe Bragan having two points. We have Cody McGuire having one. And then we have my man Mikey Sharp having 1.2. Going into the third question here, this wide receiver – Almost eclipsed 2,000 yards and was the closest, having a total amount of 1,964 yards in one season. Who is that wide receiver? And we're back. And the answer is, who is Megatron? Mr. Calvin Johnson. And we have my man Donnie Monez in the comment section guessing Calvin too. So yeah, Calvin is the closest wide receiver to eclipse 2,000 yards in one season. He could have eclipsed it. However, I believe, if I remember correctly, in the last game, they benched him in the fourth quarter or something like that. No. Yeah. So Only, only the Detroit Lions. Yeah, so That's I would like give you a shovel pass and <laughs> let me run this. Yeah, mm -hmm. ridiculous, absolutely no wonder, ridiculous. No wonder he retired early. 
Especially yeah. since no one's ever done it either. Like and, pretty, and big, pretty and big shout out to big shout out to Calvin Megatron Johnson, Hall of Famer, well, well deserved, even for a short career, one of the greatest wide receivers we've ever seen. Um no played with the Detroit Lions, and you know, he made the Detroit Lions the face of the <laughs> of the league for a little bit. <laughs> I, remember seeing, I remember seeing him on Thanksgiving against the Eagles, triple coverage and still coming down with him. I'm like, this what is going there. on? This absolutely roasting. Every Thanksgiving. He was made differently. Yeah. We talk about being built different. Woo-wee. <laughs> to the point where everybody's trying to find that next Megatron. And, you know, the whole the Steelers are hoping they found him with, with Chase Claypool here. But um, going into our next question here. In 2008, this wide receiver arguably had the most clutch catch in NFL postseason history. Who is that wide receiver? And we have Santonio Holmes. No, Santonio Holmes is not the answer. The answer is David Tyree in the 2008 Super Bowl, which is arguably known as the helmet, the helmet catch. catch. And we are tied up. Three each for the boys going into the next round here. Joel is shaking your head, man. You're shaking your head. You say so, you're, you're disappointed. disappointed. How did I not get that? Oh, hey, Donovan's catching your trail. He said David Tyree. Uh-oh, Joel. We to might have found a new fan. <laughs> I almost erased Tyree and wrote San Antonio Holmes, to be fair. Yep. Probably should have. one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. So going into the next question, this one's going to be a hard one. You guys are going to have to think a little bit. This wide receiver had the opportunity to save his team from becoming one of the worst teams in league history by going winless. He had the opportunity to move the chains, but he dropped a wide open pass in the last game of the Cleveland Browns 0-16 season. Who is that wide receiver? Again, I'll repeat the question. This wide receiver had the opportunity to save his save his team from becoming one of the worst teams in league history when he dropped a fourth down pass being wide open in the breadbasket. Who is this wide receiver? Time is up, and what do you guys think, put down? Could not think of anyone. I don't know. We have Flash Gordon, Byron Edwards, <laughs> Hardline. 
Unfortunately, all three of those are wrong. The wide receiver I was looking for was Corey Coleman. Dropped a wide open pass on fourth down (laughs) to save his team from going winless. And he didn't. And then we all know what happened then. However, with this type of play led to where the Browns are today. So Browns fans think they're in a better place right now. So it might be one of the greatest things that ever happened to them. (laughs) (laughs) So we're still tied at three all going into the next question. And again, like I said, these are getting a little bit harder. So this wide receiver has the most receiving yards and touchdown receptions by an undrafted player of all time. Who is that wide receiver? Again, I'll repeat, this wide receiver has the most receiving yards and the most touchdown receptions by an undrafted player of all time. Who is that wide receiver? Time is up. This, this shows my got? this shows my confidence. I don't know. <laughs> Isaac Bruce. I'm pretty sure this you guy was drafted. We got Julian Edelman. We have Donovan Mona saying Randy Moss. We have Joel saying Rod Smith. <laughs> and Joel is right. The Denver Bronco, my favorite ah! player from Denver, Rod Smith. <laughs> was Isaac Bruce drafted? Am I like completely off here? Or is he yes, late he was there? drafted, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure Edelman was drafted as a quarterback. No, I don't even know. Wasn't he? He was a quarterback quarterback in college. college, Isaac Isaac Bruce Isaac Bruce was drafted thirty third prick overall, so second round. Oh, so I am uh, way off. Right on. (laughs) (laughs) So Joel has four points. Cody has three. Sharpie has three. Going into the next question here. So this wide receiver came into the league by storm, setting the wide receiver rookie receiving record, 1,400 yards, beating Anquan Bowden's 2003 record. Who is this rookie wide receiver? Again, this wide receiver came into the league by storm. By the end of the season, he surpassed Anquan Bowden's rookie receiving record. Who is that wide receiver? Time is up, and the answers here. We have Braden DeLima, too, coming in. And, yes, it is Justin Jefferson this year came into the league. Let's go. Set the record, rookie, receiving yards of 1,400 yards. Yes, Braden dropped that fire emoji. <laughs> Yes, J.J. came in and was tearing it up. So Sharpie gets four points. So we have 
Right now, Joel with four points, Sharpie with four points, and Cody with three. Our quarterback expert is not looking Ooh. good right now. <laughs> Going into the next question here, we have this slot wide receiver is a fan favorite. He is a team leader in the locker room, Super Bowl champion, and is the most recent Super Bowl MVP for wide receiver. Who is this wideout? Again, I'll repeat the question. This slot wide receiver is a fan favorite, team leader, and a Super Bowl champion, and he is the most recent Super Bowl MVP for wide receiver. Who is this wideout? Answers up. Yes, everybody got it right. Julian Edelman is that slot wide receiver who is a team leader, Super Bowl champion, yep. leader I, locker room. I, see, fan I favorite, clearly spelled MVP. it wrong. Right on. Oh, God. <laughs> wow, you shouldn't have. Oh, that God. <laughs> Grammar doesn't count, right? <laughs> And then again, we're going to have Guess Sharp's beer because he's been in the one tonight. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So going into the next round, we have Joel with having five points, Sharpie having five, and Cody having four. The comment section is on fire too, being correct on that last one too as well. Going into the next round here, this wide receiver it was one of the most dominant players of all time, so dominant that he actually has a catch named after him. Who is this wide receiver? Again, I'll repeat. This wide receiver was one of the most dominating wide receivers of all time. So dominant that he actually has a catch named after him. Who is this wide receiver? Answers up. And the correct answer is Mr. Randy Moss. That's Bush League. No, that's Moss the beer you're drinking. <laughs> Brayden said Ocho Cinco. Nope. What? <laughs> I think I I was thinking of the OBJ one-handed catch. You've been mossed. You've yeah, been mossed. I get it. I, oh, I get it now, but. Oh, my, <laughs> brain was, my brain was somewhere else. At least you spelled OBJ, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, on, on the second attempt. OJB, oops. <laughs> Who the hell is OJB? <laughs> All right. Sheriff had last episode with the turkey, uh, the, the ham, and then I think Joel's got this one with OBJ. <laughs> OJB, man. Come on now. Yeah, <laughs> All right, so now going into the last round. This is a question that we'll see if you guys get it right. But going into it, we have Joel with six points, 
Sharpie with five and Cody with four. So process of, oh, sorry, Cody with five too. So Cody, Sharpie can tie it and we might have to go into sudden death if Joel gets it wrong. Make it so, for two. Should we make it for two for the win? For all sure. the marbles. Yeah. We're going for it. We're going for it. Set up the PAT. We're going for it all. So, all right. This wide receiver is not a conventional wide receiver. However, he has one of the most remembered trick plays of all time. Three. Who is this quarterback? This play actually has a, a play named after it in recent history. Again, I'll repeat. This wide receiver is not a conventional wide receiver. However, he has one of the most remembered trick plays in recent history. This trick play actually has a name to it. Who is this quarterback? Time is up. And the panel, what is your? I went blank. I couldn't even think of one. Oh right. man. Okay, we'll give you we'll give you 10 more seconds. Can you re re, re uh Okay. Say I'll re question. I'll reread the question. I'll reread the question. So this wide receiver is not a conventional wide receiver. However, he has one of the most remembered trick plays in recent NFL history. And it was a touchdown catch. And this trick play actually has a name to it. Who is this wide receiver? And I'll give you guys 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, Again, this is for all the marbles. One time. All right, flip them over, boys. Dude from the Broncos. Joel Dude. says me. Cody. He has. Oh, Cody gets it right, but he didn't get the wide receiver, so no points. No points. I thought, I thought it was. A I thought it was a Philly special. The comment section gets it right. It was Nick Foles with the Philly special. The comment section gets it Wait. right. Oh, my God. I'm an idiot. Nick Foles is not a conventional <laughs> wide receiver, but he ah. got a touchdown catch with the Philly special to win. I was thinking the of the Super guy Bowl. throwing the ball. Damn it. Same. That's, that, yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to do. That's why I said he had the touchdown catch. Told you guys yeah. it was a trick one. It was a tricky oh, yeah. one. Well played. Well Shocking, it tricked me. <laughs> Have another one. There it is. That's what we're talking so, about, Sharpies. <laughs> so who, who threw the Philly special? Um, That's actually a great question. Let's see. That's what, that's I, what guess, I was trying to guess because that's what I figured it was. But I I, I guess DJX. Trey Burton. Trey Burton threw it. What? Wow. Crazy. So with the tally, we have Cody with five points. Sharpie with five points, and the wide receiver expert of this game is 
me, <laughs> Joel Braga. <laughs> Congratulations, brother. And, you know, big shout out to the comment section, Donovan Monez, as well as Brandon Lima. They came out, they balled out, getting a lot of questions right, too. I I'm think they might have been up there with <laughs> – they might be up there with five with five points themselves, too, as well. But, guys, you know, again, while we close up this, you know, this this another episode of the Pixel Panel, you know, I just definitely want to just give – Everybody that watches our channel, um, watches the podcast, whether it be on Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, whether it be on YouTube, um, live with us. You know, we truly do appreciate every single one of you guys. Um, it's really awesome to have this type of platform just to have fun with the guys, talk about football, one of our favorite sports like we usually do, especially with, you know, the restrictions that we have. Um, me being long distance now, um, it, it, it's, it's awesome just to hang out with the fellas shoot the shit and just have a good time so you know i just want to give you a shout out to all of our fans out there watching the reason why we do this um as well as just want to give a shout out to the picks and panel again but before we go off here again sharpie you have to just show them the glass just to give a sight of what <laughs> it might look like today it is light again sharpie what mm. was last last week's beer that was bud light it was bud light so we have Bush <laughs> i light. will give a i will give a hint though this one okay. is a craft beer. Ooh, so we get some crazy. Now, is it is it a one of those crazy name craft beers or is it a well known craft beer? Let's let's kind of give them a hint a little there. It's a local one to Ontario. A local Ontario craft beer. So there we go, That's guys. As far as a little bit. It's lighter. It's a craft beer, and it's from Ontario. <laughs> so there you go. Put it in the comment sections, uh, and we will announce who is the winner from there. But, guys, again, if you did like today's podcast, definitely give us a thumbs up. It definitely helps the YouTube algorithms. Um, or if you're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, definitely download our podcast. Again, it just helps the algorithms push out our content more to other football lovers um, of the same that want to listen to this. Four friends talking shit. Um, you know, we're not experts by any means, but it's just awesome to have our own opinions about football, where we think things are going to happen. Um, and if anything does come out of it, hey, that's just a bonus on top. Um, again, if you do like this, again, make sure you subscribe to our channel too on YouTube um, and tune in every Tuesday um, at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time to view with us live. Um, that way, if you want to you know, ask the panel any questions or if you just want to interact with us during the game, our little quiz game too as well, have some fun with us. Definitely want to do that too as well. Um, and then also lastly, show some love on our social, uh, social media platforms, right? So we do have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. They're all at the Pigskin panel. Um, if you see, if you're watching this on uh, YouTube right now, you see it, Cody. His tag under Cody McGuire is the Pixin panel. So we're all controlling that. So definitely interact with us there. Um, give us some ideas of things that you want to get, you guys want to hear us talk about, or you know, things that's going around the league. Definitely interact with us. We we love the fan interaction. Uh, but before we sign off here, you know, do you guys want to just give anything to the viewers? Yes, yes, I do. Oh boy, Bruce Arians is here. Oh. Shout out. Check check out the uh, new company that uh, I got going here. It's called uh, Extraordinary Average. And uh, we make extraordinary clothing for your everyday average person. Be sure to check it out, extraordinarilyaverage.ca, and click away. Love it, love it. Definitely support my man Mike Sharp and his new business uh, with his business partner there. Um, yeah, it looks it looks awesome, man. I, I love it. If you guys are watching it right now on YouTube, you see the E and the A. It looks dope. It looks like fresh and this clean, bro. So I love it, man. Definitely gonna be supporting you there. Out, uh, Cody. What about yourself, my man? Um, yeah, just that the pod's been fun, and uh, maybe if some 
viewers could throw out some things that they'd like us to talk about that'd be that'd be great i know we kind of well aj kind of comes up with uh kind of an itinerary each week and then kind of throws it at us be nice if we could maybe have some like uh input i guess on what to talk about i guess that's what i would say i love it and you know before we go on from shitty here um can we just give my man a shout out right fast like if you guys watched episode one cody was like using (laughs) Uh, you know, a LG Rumor 3 as his uh, <laughs> as his camera and his mic. You Bad can see boop. Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robotron. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, you're looking clean. You're sounding good, man. That's awesome. You thank got your you. Yeti mic and thank everything you, like thank that. You. As well as my man, Joel. Yeah. He also has a Yeti, you know, improving the mic quality for the content for the guys. But uh, yo, Joel, do you want to give anything to the viewers? Uh, just thanks for tuning in. You know, it's always every episode gets better and better. And uh, hopefully by the time the draft starts and the league starts, we'll have some premium premium content for you. And it'll be very exciting every single week. It is already, but as soon as the draft comes and as soon as the, the league starts, it gets even more exciting. So this is just the beginning of great things. I love it. And, you know, that's something Stay that- tuned. Stay tuned for our mock draft in the next few weeks. That's 100%. right. We're definitely going to be making mm-hmm. some mock drafts here where we go through each person going over uh, individual teams and see where we can go through there. Uh, but this is another thing that we want to start doing too um, going into the future is uh, we want to start talking shit about the Packers. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> to all of our cheeseheads here, uh, you know, big shout out to Donnie. He's a big cheesehead. Uh, but yeah, that's, that, that's another thing too that um, one thing that we might want to start looking into is, you know, getting our fans on the podcast maybe for about a good 5, 15 minutes. Um, that way you just, you know, express things about your team that maybe we have no information about or we, we might not know. Um, again, it's just a way that we can give back to our fan and our communities um, by bringing you guys on and having your uh, your your 15 minutes of fame there. Um, and then we have uh, Braden here. He says, are you guys doing mock drafts live prior to the draft? Uh, yes, we are uh, going to be doing a live mock draft. Or do you guys want to do it live or do you guys want to do it pre-recorded? Do you- live, buddy. Let's do it live. Mm-hmm. We will do it live for the fans. The first all round. Right, yeah, first round. Yeah, we're not doing a whole lot. Of, no, I don't have any time to do all the whole, <laughs> yeah. whole lot. Uh, we also have Bugs Brian, who's uh, who's a Seminole fan there. He says, boo, Packers, boo. <laughs> Bugs, I miss you, buddy. <laughs> big shout out. Big shout out, man. Again, thanks for coming on, you know, supporting us live. And uh, we know – it's, it's just awesome to see, you know, this podcast, you know, the, the humble begins from we had zero viewers now to three um, going throughout the whole hour and 25 minutes. Like, this is crazy that you guys are hanging out with us for this long. You know, we truly do appreciate you guys. But on saying that, you know, love you guys always. Um, I love doing this podcast. I just love talking about football. Can't wait for the regular season to start. Uh, but until next time, guys, I hope you have a wonderful one. See you next Tuesday, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Definitely hit us up on our Facebook as we post the reminder or the countdown video. That way you don't miss out. As well as YouTube, hit the little notification bell. That way when we do go live, you get a notification. Join us up. But until next time, guys, see you. Peace out. Deuces. <laughs> 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 <laughs>